The Podge crew wishes you and yours a happy new year. We hope your holidays were full of love, good tidings, and cheer. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, 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 Hello, everybody, and welcome to Podchodge episode 20, the Christmas holiday, whatever you want to call it, spectacular, spectacular extravaganza, palooza, polka dotted, yeah, we are so excited, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we're, we're excited for this holiday episode, let me tell you. Let me tell you right now. Let me set you down on a stump and tell you about it, boy. Uh, Ooh, boy. <laughs> I've I've been looking forward to this episode for a while. We're gonna have a lot of fun. We got some special stuff in store, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna do the typical format of the show. But we've got some fun stuff. Some fun stuff in the closet for you that we're gonna whip out when it's time. Make sure you have parental consent. <laughs> How about that intro, though? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, the um, I th- I feel like the the music was suitable for the message that we were trying to convey. From our hearts to all of you, we hope that you enjoyed that dank trap remix. There's nothing that we enjoy doing more than neutering Christmas classics. <laughs> oh God, 2019. We're starting it off right. It's January first. We've probably got some resolutions, but I. Still don't know what mine are yet. I don't either. But hey, maybe we can revisit that topic. Yeah. Closing out. Yeah, we'll come back to that. Well, regardless, as I said, we've got to go through our typical structure of the show before we get to the good stuff, the top shelf, top tier stuff. So without further ado, let us go to the section that we call rant or rave. And we got a couple of things in this section. Crow, say, have you heard? Ooh, this is convenient. Bird Box, Crow, Uh, you should know all about this. Yeah, I get that. No, I don't know shit about it. (laughs) It's something that apparently people have been hyping up on Netflix, but for the life of me, I can't bring myself to watch it, mostly because all the people that I know that have watched it haven't had anything to say about it that makes me want to watch it. I've heard everything from oh my god, this is trash and overrated, too. Eh, it's all right. But I haven't heard anybody like, oh my god, it is so good and something that everybody needs to watch. So, you know, I'll I'll take a pass on that. But you watched it. I sure did. Uh, Well, basically what you need to know is I've noticed a theme, and I think all the people on the wonderful internet have also noticed a theme on this, too. These movies... They're making a lot of horror movies now that are focusing on specific sense deprivation. So you've got like Hush, which is a movie about someone who's deaf. It's a really interesting concept, and it was actually a good movie. I think that one's also on Netflix. Was that a Netflix original? Uh, I don't think it was. It was an, it had a theatrical release, but uh, it was on Netflix, and I watched it, and it was actually really chilling. Pretty good. It's a good movie. I would recommend that one. Uh, there's also A Quiet Place, which is a recent one with John Krasinski, the guy from The Office. Um, and, you know, I, I haven't seen that one, but I hear really good things about it. Um, Cat Nito said it was a really good movie. And this one kind of follows in that same vein. Uh, it's about basically depriving people of sight. I'm not going to get into like a full-fledged review of the movie, but for a Netflix movie, I will say that it was very good. It felt like a theatrical movie, like it felt like something you would go and pay for to see in a movie theater. Um, Sandra Bullock was pretty good in the movie, and they had a couple of other top-billed actors in there, too, and actresses. 
Um, but I mean, overall, it, it was a good time. It kind of felt slow at times, but I, I felt like I knew where they were going. And I think the biggest complaint I've seen people say about it is that it's uh, a little predictable. But I, I think it's worth a watch if you've got Netflix. I might check it out at some point. Like I said, I'm not really eager to. Um, and when when it comes to Netflix, like the movies that I want to watch, I watch really quickly and the movies I don't want to watch. I've still got like Death Note and Full Metal Alchemist and Bleach, like all his mo- like all his live action movies. I don't remember if they're all on Netflix or not. Um, but Netflix between Netflix and Hulu, I just I I can't bring myself to watch any of them. Might be an episode at some point. We mentioned that we might like try to do like a reactions podcast or discussion or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. You're talking about uh, the uh, sensory deprivation kind of reminded me of, you remember Life is Money? I do. It kind of reminds me of that, just hearing you talk about it, but I'm sure it's probably nothing like that. But I would love to see that made as a series someday. It's an interesting trend that uh, Hollywood's going in. Uh, Movie directors are picking up on the fact that it's a really good premise to, I mean, it's, it's a key fear to be deprived of your major senses. And so they make really good horror plots, but the key's in the production and the direction, and sometimes it can go right, and sometimes it can go horribly wrong. I think that I think a, that Bird Box was a middle-of-the-road movie. Uh, it didn't really go too far south, and it didn't go too far north in terms of being good or bad. But yeah, you should, you should check it out. And speaking of which, by the way, um, yeah, you should hold off on watching Death Note until I come up and visit you, because <laughs> that one's... That one's one that you need to uh, be in good company and in better substances with. Am I going to need to be consoled? You're going to need to have my hand on your shoulder and telling you it's going to be okay. Force feeding me liquor. Yes, force feeding you. Yes. Liquids, yes. Speaking of theatrical releases, I don't know how much you've heard about Holmes and Watson, but it's the Will Ferrell... And I forgot the guys, John C. Riley, I believe is his name. Yeah. It's their movie, and apparently it is garbage, like really bad. It had a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is unheard of. I don't think that's ever happened for any movie ever. And people are walking out of it nonstop. I know nothing about it. I just saw these headlines on it and thought that it would be worth mentioning because, you know, I kind of actually thought that it might be a good movie, and apparently it's not. That yeah, that breaks my heart because I like uh, Will Ferrell. I like John C. Riley. Okay, the movie looked like it could be funny, but I didn't see anything in the commercials that made it look funny. So Ugh. I haven't even seen a commercial for it. I mean, just the premise though of Will Ferrell being Sherlock Holmes sounds funny enough, but I, apparently it's not. So that's depressing. So that's a rant for you. And here's a little bit more of a personal rant. So we talked about the PlayStation Classic in last week's episode. Um, This thing got marked down again to $60. So it's already almost half the price of what it retailed for, and it hasn't even been out for a month yet. (laughs) So this thing is tanking. Uh, Sony's little cash grab that they thought this thing would be able to get clearly didn't go the way that they had planned for it to pan out, basically. And so, yeah, it's $60. And like we said last week, we don't condone hacking, but, you know, for $60, if you buy this thing and you consider hacking it, that might be something more worth the while. Anyway, moving completely away from that topic, let's talk about your Vita. Oh, my God. I love it, Crow. I just love it. I've fallen in love again. You know... There have been several periods in my life where I have fallen in love and been brokenhearted. Have they ever been with actual people? (laughs) Yes. Yes, they have. (laughs) Oh, okay. Just checking. But this is a story, a faded love story between a man and his hardware. (laughs) (laughs) Between a man and his machine. (laughs) Well... (laughs) <laughs> I told you this was going to be a fun episode. Um, see, the thing is, I I loved my Vita, right? I, I've loved my Vita ever since I got it, probably three or four years ago. And 
the problem was, and everyone who has a Vita will agree with this, the problem with the Vita is that Sony just screwed up real bad whenever they made their memory cards proprietary. The memory card prices for this system are, like, ludicrous. They're charging, like, $80 for a 64-gigabyte memory card on sites like Amazon. And you would have thought that since they basically announced that they were killing the system, that there was going to be no more first-party support, you would think that the memory cards for those things would come down in price. Eh, wrong. Never came down in price. They're still ridiculously expensive. So I, not going to say that I did anything sketchy, but I basically found a way to get around the memory card requirement and I'm loving my Vita because I can actually install all the games that I had. <laughs> I'm able to install all the games I had on it and not have to worry about storage concerns. And it's just wonderful. I'm just so happy. And you've been playing quite a few games on the Vita lately, haven't you? Yes, I have. I have been playing on my Vita almost exclusively for the past week, actually. More so than my PS4. Fantastic. You know, I wasn't expecting too much whenever I got my Vita, but I'm also enjoying it quite a bit, especially because I've been playing Final Fantasy Dissidia a lot lately for the PS4. And while I enjoy the game quite a bit, its matchmaking times are atrocious. In the five or ten minutes it takes them to put me in a single match, I'll usually just be playing like Bastion on my Vita. Speaking of which, we've both been playing Bastion a little bit. Yeah, we're going to come back to that in a little bit. Uh, But before we do that, we should probably make this the point where we formally segue into our week in review. So, I know you want to talk about this because you pointed this out to me. I'd heard about it a little bit, but you know more about it than I do. So, what game was announced kind of unofficially this week? Persona 5R, which I think it actually was officially announced by Atlas. I You say I know a lot more than you do, but I probably don't know that much more. Um, but they did officially announce it. They've got like a domain for it now, it sounds like. Um, everybody's trying to figure out what it, what kind of game it could be. I I did a poll recently and I took it down pretty quickly because I was just like, nah, nobody's commenting on this, and I don't think anybody is. It's not it's not trending like it should be within our little uh, subset community that we're in. But you know, I was like, what could the R be? Could it be racing? Could it be rumble? You know, is it going to be a racing game or like a brawler game? I think somebody made it. I think the voice actor for Ryuji joked that it was Persona 5 Ryuji. <laughs> um, that would be kind of amazing, actually. You know, we've got the standard like Redux, Revamped, Remastered, Reimagined, all those possibilities. But I feel like it's probably too early for that, but maybe not. I think it's a fighting game similar to Persona 4 Arena and Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. Because it's been teased. It's been teased by Arc System Works that they're coming out with kind of a new Persona fighting game. And honestly, I don't know if you've given those games a try, but they're they're pretty fun. I think we played them once or twice. Yeah, you kicked my ass on it, remember? Ah, yes. How could I, how could I forget? I bought it exclusively. Like, like That was like the entire reason that I bought a PS3 in the first place was to get a hold of uh, Arena Ultimax. Um, especially when we found out that Adachi was going to be a playable character. But, you know, story behind that, I didn't hold on to it for very long. It's all in storage right now. So I would I would like to play a brawler for Persona. I'm kind of looking forward to it being a uh, a brawler, a new one, with all the Persona 5, hopefully the Persona 4 and 3 characters in it. It'd be a lot of fun, I think. But that was announced, and we're supposed to hear more about it in March. So It's all still speculation right now as to what type of game it is, though. It could be like Persona Q, which doesn't, as far as I'm aware, have any real meaning. To the letter. We'll be sure to keep everyone updated as we have more information made available to us. There were no new game releases this week. Well, there, there were, but none that were really notable. So, none of that. So, let's talk about this Overwatch Winter event. It's ending on January 2nd, which is tomorrow, the day after this episode is recorded. So, 
what do we have any concluding thoughts on this event like was it a good event were the skins that were brought into the game good like you have a grade that you want to put on this event uh i mean the winter event is generally one of the better events i feel like when it comes to like the skins but i wasn't very impressed overall by the cosmetics this year um i really like the krampus skin but that that was about it for me and they didn't they didn't add anything as far as like the mini games go like we still got the snowball fight which is probably my favorite holiday or sorry event game that they add but you know they didn't add anything new beyond that so I would say like a C minus probably overall. I'm pretty close to that. I, I I agree with it. I think everyone pretty much agrees that the Krampus skin for Junkrat is really good. I mean that that is a really cool skin. Uh, the Sugar Plum Fairy for Mercy is pretty good. Catnado likes that one a lot. Um, I thought that the Bastion skin was really ugly. <laughs> it's like he's gift wrapped. Didn't like it at all. And the Reinhardt skin was also really ugly. But the, the anyway. emotes and highlight intro were pretty cool, though. Oh yeah, I, I did get both of the emotes, and they are cool. Genji got one where he's basically making like paper, like snowflakes or whatever. Like origamis out of cards, I think. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then Torb got a really cute one where he's got like all these mini turrets, which I don't really like playing Torb anyway. But you know, it's a cool emote, so I, I would probably agree with your rating. Um, Snowball fight is a fun mini game. Going to be doing a lot more of that tonight to try to catch up on that arcade mode. Yes, sir. We do need to catch up on that. But yeah, I think I'd agree. It's about a C, C minus. And then we also have the Dead by Daylight Winter Solstice event that I have no idea when that one ends, actually. But it's been like we kind of talked about this one last time. It's been a nice little trip for us due to the nostalgia. We've played the game for a little over or about a year now, I guess. Uh,. I think over a year now at this point, because we started late December, maybe early January, but we're definitely hitting the year mark. Yeah. I mean, we've had our annoyances with that event, though. I mean, we still don't know how to properly use firecrackers. We tried practicing with them, and we're getting better, but never been able. To, I've never been able to pull a save off with a firecracker yet, and I'm not sure if you have, but... I've done it like two or three times. Well, alrighty then. Someone's... <laughs> I felt like a fucking god. Lucky you. I'm going to cut this out. <laughs> anyway, they had a double blood point weekend and uh, we're still going through the event and trying to grind some stuff out, but that's that. And then we have some general news. Just going to kind of breeze through this. I think actually the first thing we should mention here is that as of like what, five hours ago ish, six ish hours ago, the Activision Blizzard CFO was terminated for no apparent reason. And I think you knew a little bit more about that than I did. Something about Netflix. Yeah, I don't know. I think he w he was like put on probation or leave or whatever you want to call it yesterday from the sound of it. Um, and then he got scooped up by Netflix today. So that happened. Well, whenever we were talking about it earlier, that was like five or six hours ago at that point. So by now it's probably like seven or eight hours ago. But yeah, and... They didn't specify the reason. They were like very clear. Oh, this is not related to our our stock shares right now. It's completely unrelated to Diablo Immortal and the mobile announcements that we've made that have completely tanked the public's faith in us and all of our fan base. <laughs> so, you know, it's unrelated to that, supposedly. I think that's sketchy. And I think we're going to hear a lot more about that in the coming weeks. But there's definitely some shakeups happening at Activision Blizzard. Some of them that really need to happen. I think that company needs to reorient themselves to the audience that they're working with. But I think that yeah. that's true for a lot of different companies. So Kind of, uh, I guess, related, unrelated news with that. Um, I saw that there's supposed to be like a three-pack bundle of video games coming out soon. for that. Like It contains like... Destiny 2, Overwatch, and something else. I don't remember what the third game was, but it was obviously like an Activision game. And I'm actually like, in my mind, I just don't see how that's a smart move. Because <laughs> Blizzard fans, I feel like, distance themselves pretty heavily from Activision. So, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too deep into that, but it just seems like a dumb move to make to me. 
Like they're like to me, it sounds like they're trying to force their products together where most people don't want to see their products together. Forcing people to assimilate. Yeah. Well, that happened, and we're definitely probably going to be revisiting that in the coming weeks. I really do feel like there's going to be some updates on that. Uh, some other things that we can quickly bro- blow through. Um, there's a new Clint Eastwood movie that came out called The Mule. I watched that, and you know, it was not what I expected uh, from a Clint Eastwood movie. It wasn't very action-packed, but it was more of a study of character and morality. I th- think I can safely recommend that to people. Um, I really did feel like it was an interesting movie. Maybe a little bit predictable, but it, it was a good movie. And then Catnado and I decided that we were going to give Rainbow Six Siege a try. A little late to that party, but whatever. Um, it's pretty fun. Super high skill ceiling. Like, learning curve on that game is unbelievable. So we still suck at it. But we're working on it. We're trying. I can see the potential to have a lot of fun with it. It's extremely addicting. So there's that. I don't know if you saw this, but Jack Black launched his own gaming channel on YouTube, which that in and of itself is just amazing. I'm really excited to see what kind of content he's going to put out. I myself am a fan of Jack Black. I know that some people aren't the biggest fans of him, but I think he's a pretty interesting dude. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. I'm not a huge fan of his. Like, I have no problem with him as a person. I just don't find him that funny from what I've seen him in. I have been a fan of him. I just uh, Tenacious D is a great band. <laughs> that makes uh, him and uh, him and his little Tenacious D band. They're pretty. They're pretty funny. They got some good songs. Check them out if you want. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of content he's going to put on that channel. I also tried PlayStation VR. Uh, Catnado was gracious enough to allow me to try that because I was considering buying it, and I played Beat Saber. And holy cow, that game is fun. Uh, PlayStation VR as a package is actually pretty good. Uh, I think that for a budget virtual reality headset, it's very, very good. I think it's worth the it's worth its value. Played a little bit of Moss, which is like a cutesy adventure puzzle game, kind of a platformer too. I don't know. I think there's a lot of potential for virtual reality for PlayStation as long as they keep pushing it. I don't really feel like there's a lot of titles available for it at the moment, but. I hope that they keep supporting it and they don't kill it like they killed the Vita. I feel like that would be a bad move on on PlayStation's part if they did that, just because of the fact that they're pretty much the. I mean, I feel like I feel like they're almost like the undisputed leaders in virtual reality as far as gaming goes right now, at least. So, you know, even if it's not going as as well as they would like for it to. I feel like it would be a really big mistake for them to kill it off, you know, when it's the only thing that people can really do as far as VR gaming goes right now. For sure. The thing with virtual reality is accessibility is the biggest issue right now. Like the HTC Vive and the Oculus Rift. I mean, they're very capable headsets. It's just you have to have really powerful hardware to run them and you have to have the money to buy the headsets. They're not cheap either. So Sony has got the most accessible virtual reality setup, and I think that they're leveraging that pretty well. And I think that if they keep their momentum up, they're going to be at the forefront of virtual reality gaming. And I'm excited to see what they're able to uh, pump out, especially if you consider how you know they've already got a foothold on all the exclusives, the best exclusives. So if you think about how they could couple that with the virtual reality hold that they have right now, we could see some really interesting projects come about from that. For sure. Bastion. Talk Bastion. about Bastion. Uh, so I saw Bastion and Transistor on sale for I think like four or five dollars a piece on the PlayStation store. And I had, you know, I, I'm getting more and more into indie games as time goes on. And I know that these were two games from the same pretty well acclaimed company so i jumped on those and i've really been enjoying bastion from what i've played so far i think it has like a lot like i haven't finished it yet i'm still i would say i'm probably about 60 70 percent through the main story and i know there's supposed to be like a lot of stuff you can do after the main story 
I think like another playthrough and like a maybe like a timed attack mode or something like that. I'm not sure of the specifics yet, but yeah, there's definitely a lot to do, a lot more than there really should be for a game like that. So it's I'm having a blast with it. Another game that you recommended to me that I very much enjoy. I also started playing Bastion a little bit after you, and yeah, it's I like the style of it. It's got a really interesting art style, um, really addictive combat. And the narrator, like you, you, it's funny because when you brought it up to me, you said that I was going to like it because of the narrator and how smooth his voice was. And man, they do have a good voice actor for the narrator of that game. So I'm having a lot of fun with it. You're way farther along than I am in it, but I'm looking forward to beating it. And it definitely made me a fan of super giant games. I'll tell you that. Definitely. I'm going to jump on Transistor after that at some point. I, although I don't, I've been playing Bastion on the Vita I, I don't think Transistor was uh, crossed by. I think that's just PlayStation 4. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on that one uh, because I don't know, really know anything about that, but I've heard I've heard people liked it a lot. So, Yeah, I think Bastion was the game that put Supergiant games on the map, but then Transistor is like, I think from what I've heard so far, it's like a lot of people's favorites, favorite of the games that they've made so far. Um, Pyre is also on sale right now. If you're interested in that. I don't know much about that one either, but I will check it out. All right. And last announcement is uh, Stranger Things Season 3 has been officially announced to come out on July 4th, 2019. Stranger Things is obviously like one of the biggest, like one of the best-selling series on Netflix, um, or best-selling, one of their highlight shows, I guess, one of their highlight original series. I like it fine. I'm not as into it as like a lot of people are, but I'm still going to be looking forward to seeing that when it comes out. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm behind on it. I watched, I think, three or four episodes of it, and it's definitely a unique show. I like that it's kind of tapping into that more classic horror sci-fi feel. So I definitely see the appeal. I'm just really behind on it. I need to catch up on it. So it's interesting that it's going to come out on Independence Day. Yeah, the... I think season two came out on Halloween, either 2017, I think. So, yeah, they like their holidays for these release dates. Well, interesting. I think that about covers it, sums it up. With that, he he, he, he can segue into our main topic. Crow. I've been thinking, and I've been thinking long and hard. See, I was really debating and thinking that this was going to be an episode of Yuletide yelling. You know, a festive banter, if you will. And I really feel like we're still going to devolve into that, but at least we have a vehicle that will take us to that point. And what might that vehicle be, Judge? Well, Crow, I'm glad you asked. See, even though the holidays have technically came and went, see... Santa already ambled his way down the chimney and debatably maybe you had Santa come down and he was happy, happy and jovial and ate your cookies and drank your milk. Uh, Maybe some of you had him drunkenly stumble in and steal some stuff from you. Who knows? It really just depends on your familial background. But see, we still are in the the, the holiday spirit here and we decided we're going to do a holiday themed mad libs and this is at your request you came up with this idea and my boy i'm quite impressed (laughs) so for anybody unfamiliar with mad libs they are basically i don't know how would you describe it like short paragraph or story or something like that um with intentional blanks where you choose a word relative to the theme of the blank for example adjective adverb noun dates things like that you don't know what they're, what, what they're going to be saying. You just know that you're choosing words along to these specifications. And once you've finished that, you piece it all together and you get something pretty funny. Yes, and given our humor and our background, I'm sure we're going to have quite the racy and very weird stories come out of this. But now the only issue is who goes first, you or I? Well, I have a New Year's themed mad lib so i don't know if what, what what's the theme of yours mine's christmas christmas all right well 
Do you want to go first since Christmas happened a little a little longer ago? Sure. Let's do a Christmas themed Mad Libs. Are you ready, sir? I am ready. Dazzle me. Strap in cuz you're going to need to be on point for these. Strap on. What? Wrong holiday. <laughs> That's in February. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. That's Good just start. a sample of what you're going to see in the next few minutes. You you don't even know what's about to hit you. You don't know what's going to hit you. Neither will they in February. <laughs> no, they won't. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, that's a good way to start. All right, Crow, I need you to give me a number. 2084.5. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 2084.5. I need you to give me a room that you would find in a house, like a living room or a kitchen or something like that. Daddy's wine cellar. (laughs) That's not a room I have in my house, but (laughs) okay. I need you to give me a liquid. Chloroform. This is not going the direction (laughs) I was anticipating. Okay. I need you to give me a verb. Just any kind of verb, like any tense? Any kind of verb. Pick your poison. Poison. Poisoned. (laughs) Poisoned. Okay. Number. 13. Hey. 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 I see what you did there. Yeah. A noun. Snuffleupagus. Is that real? Yes. It's like the ancestor of the woolly mammoth. Google says I spelled that wrong, but Google doesn't know anything, so I need a color. A color. Neon. Neon green? Neon green, yeah. That'll work. All right. I need you to give me another type of room in the house. Please don't make it as extravagant as the one you did before. Man cave. Okay, I like that one. I like that one. An adjective. Um, spiffy. Ooh, spiffy. I like that one. Noun. Canister. Canister. I don't know. I'm grasping for straws right now. Ha-ha, I've got you struggling. I've got you on the ropes. Transportation. Camel. I wasn't aware we were in Giza. (laughs) Number. 29,000... Yeah, it's 29,000. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Not not 0.5, not 0.2. No, I'm having trouble remembering. (laughs) (laughs) 29,000 works just fine. Oh, yes, it does. Okay, a plural noun. I'm going to go back with uh, platypuses. Oh, yes. Good old reliable platypuses. Or platypi, depending on which belief system you subscribe to. Yeah, we really, I, I mean, we that's a debate for another time, really, but, you know. A verb ending in I-N-G. Caulking. Caulking. Yes. Whoo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Any place. Any place. Any place. See, I'm afraid whatever I say might speak to my subconscious. I'm looking to uh, analyze you, so. How about... Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> Mar-a-Lago. All right, my boy. I need you to give me another room in the house. The attic. Ooh, the attic. Nah, I was going to say something, but I'm not going to. <laughs> A plural noun. Mm, mistresses. Mistresses. I'm still stuck on the Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> I'm seeing a theme. Noun. Mongoose. Ha yes. Whenever I hear noun, that's the first thing I think of. <laughs> Mongoose. Okay. I have a plural noun. Would it be mongoose? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're not going to go with that. Um, plur- plural noun. Uh, pajamas. Pajamas. Number. 
394. A verb ending in ing. Basting. <laughs> Has that been put on the list? No. <laughs> Yay. Verb ending in ing. Another one? Another one. Think DJ Khaled. Failing. <laughs> Noun. Buffet. Buffet. Any place. The Red Sea. <laughs> okay. Adjective that ends in EST. Smoothest. Adjective. Course. Ugh. <laughs> Season. (laughs) Season. Autumn. Whoa. (laughs) Okay. Plural clothing. Beanies. Material. Leather. Oh, not pleather? No, just leather. Okay. Plural clothing again. Scarves. You're doing good, kid. You're doing good. Keep it up. Celebrity. Marshall Mathers. <laughs> who's that? I mean, isn't who's that? Uh-huh. Nationality. So like English or Turkish or Scandinavian. Swahili. Wakandan. Is it a Swahili or is it a Swahilian? Uh, I guess Swahili is the language, isn't it? Translate just us. Uh, thought you said sweet hellion. <laughs> You've got the fucking uh, script thing up. <laughs> yeah. Subtitles. Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah, shit. Oh, wait. It's a Swahili. It's a Bantu language and the first language of the Swahili people. So it is Swahili. Sounds like it. Okay. Plural food. Euros. That's my boy right there. Hey, speaking of which, non-sponsored plug here. Uh, Euros are back at Arby's. Go get them. Two for $6. Go get them. We could be sponsored, you know. Jamocha shakes are always at Arby's. Go get them. Plural noun. Tentacles. I'm not into that, man. (laughs) Well, we'll let the ad lib or the mad lib decide. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we will. I feel like you Shortly. have quite a few more than mine is going to. I didn't realize how many I had. Number. <laughs> 85. Another number. One. Any place. Drury Lane. Drury Lane. Adjective. Perplex. Ing. Perplexing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you look you look perplexed. Yeah. <laughs> Noun. Two straws. Straws. Yeah, straws. There you go. You're almost there, boy. Five left. Verb. What? A verb. 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 Uh, choke. I'm not trying to dig in here, but, you know, daddy's wine cellar choking. <laughs> I told you there'd be some Freudian slip-ups. I don't even think they're Freudian. <laughs> they're quite on the nose and the neck, the hands. You know, whatever floats your boat, man. Verb. Verb ending in I-N-G. Suckling. <laughs> Su- Is that on the list? I don't know. <laughs> Color. Beige. That's ugly. Number. Negative three. Negative negative three. Negative three. Any place. It's the last one. You better make it count. Alaska. That's the way you end it right there. All right. <laughs> Here we go. So, the title is Christmas Wish List. This Christmas, I really want, and this is in a list format, so number one. Two 2,084 and a half inch TVs <laughs> for my daddy's wine cellar. <laughs> Number two, 
a chloroform maker that can be poisoned. <laughs> okay, this is good so far. This is good. Number three, a 13-piece snuffleupagus set in neon green for my man cave. Uh, number four, a spiffy canister installed in my camel. Isn't that what the humps are for? <laughs> Two hefty storage compartments built into each. That's one of those memes like slaps. This bad boy can carry so many spiffy canisters. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, number five. 29,000 platypuses. Or platypi, depending on your <laughs> preference. I'm just trying to raise a small army. Apparently, number six, a professional caulking machine like the ones you see in Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. These are, okay. Number seven, a brand new attic suite complete with new mistresses, a mongoose, and matching pajamas. <laughs> what? What am I gonna? That sounds like a hell of a party. <laughs> I, I'm really stunned that this is coming out as nice as it is right now. This is this is good. I'm telling you, man, don't sleep on somebody with a well-rounded vocabulary. Mm, yeah, Potch Hodge promotes education. <clears throat> Number eight: three hundred and ninety-four laptop computers, one for basting and one for just failing the buffet. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine, clothes from the Red Sea. All the smoothest styles, coarse jeans, autumn beanies, and leather scarves. <laughs> Sounds terrible. <laughs> I think they call those a belt. I don't know, man. Different place. Different culture. <laughs> the culture of the Red Sea. Yeah. I really want to go and look for some clothes at the Red Sea now. <laughs> Number 10, Marshall Mathers' new CD album. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Guy we've, sounds we've like a, a good... He sounds like a uh, good up-and-comer. I mean, maybe someday he'll rival Eminem. I think maybe he'll have his own LP. Maybe. Number 11, a box of Swahili Eros. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. I, I'm down. <laughs> number 12 a pair <laughs> <clears throat> sorry sorry number 12 a pair of wireless tentacles <laughs> as long as they're wireless I guess <laughs> god I hate those wired tentacles man <laughs> they're such an asshole you just got to remember to charge them now. Stick them in the outlet. <laughs> Move them around a little bit. <laughs> oh, that motion you just made. Number 13, a PlayStation 85 with at least one new games, including God of Dreary Lane and Perplexing Straws. <laughs> God of Dreary Lane. <laughs> Dang. That's that sleeper hit I've been hearing about. A.K.A. The Muffin Man. The Muffin Man. The Muffin Man. Number 14. <laughs> Number 14. An easy choke suckling machine. The beige one. Is masochism becoming too hard to manage? Try this new easy choke machine. The beige one. The beige one. I told you these weren't Freudian. They're on the nose. We're peering deep into your psyche. As long as I get everything that I want for Christmas, especially those wireless tentacles. Going to finish off your Christmas list strong with number 15. And boy, you can't get better than this, really. 
a gift card worth negative three dollars to Alaska. <laughs> you owe me three dollars before you can even begin paying off this loan to Alaska. <laughs> Whoo, man, that was good. I like that. <laughs> I'm going to save that. Oh, man. Ah, shit, now I'm worried how mine's going to look in comparison. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think this was going to turn out as well as it did. Yours is probably going to be a lot longer than mine, so I apologize if uh, we don't get quite as much out of it. Okay. <clears throat> All right, are you ready? As ready as I'm going to be. It's your time to shine. Give me a time. <laughs> <laughs> I am shining dully right now. <laughs> I don't feel like you can be too creative with this one. I, I mean, I don't really... That's what I was trying to think of. I'll use military time. Oh, God. <laughs> 22.30. hours? Or is that... 22 that's 2230 okay <laughs> freaking military time <laughs> i use military time when i clock into work <laughs> it's appropriate yep um give me an adjective ambitious give me a length of time seven and a half milliseconds <laughs> All right, uh, give me an adjective. Zealous. Good, uh, good dictionary word you chose. <laughs> give me, give me a number. Six trillion. Okay. Give me a verb. Ambled. Amble? Amble. 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 All right. Give me a verb. Flick. Give me a plural noun. Mm, I could go so many different directions here. Pickles. Okay. <laughs> Give me an adjective. Bewildered. Bewildered. Give me another adjective. Actually, two more adjectives. Chubby. And? Plump. <laughs> okay. Give me a time. High noon. I don't know why I didn't anticipate you saying that. <laughs> Give me a beverage. Chloroform. <laughs> <laughs> Paint thinner. Paint thinner. <laughs> Clorox. Clorox, what? <laughs> no, no, it's good. You said chloroform, and I just, I, I was speaking from experience there, so. Uh, um, experience. Sparkling seltzer water. Sparkling seltzer water. That's oddly specific. Give me an adjective. Repugnant. <laughs> okay, give me a plural noun. Feces. <laughs> okay. Uh, a verb. Dumping. I'm seeing a theme here. <laughs> no. Give me a number. Two. I'm keeping with the theme. Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't even catch that at first. All right. We're coming down to the end. Give me a plural noun. Whiskers. Uh, give me a room in the house. The bondage room. <laughs> uh, you know. Doesn't everyone have one of those? <laughs> Is that just me or what? <laughs> where Where did you go to get disciplined as a child? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Give me an adjective. Unkempt. Unkempt. Very good. Give me another one. Pitiful. Pitiful? Pitiful. Give me another adjective. Rash. Rash. 
I'm glad that's an adjective and not a noun. Yep. You don't know, man. (laughs) Plural noun. (laughs) Rashes. God damn it. (laughs) All right. That is it. I hope this turns out well. Let's see. Are you ready for this? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me down this eggnog. Okay, let's do this. All right. This is called New Year's Eve Mad Lips. I know. Okay, I like it. Really original. Yep, creative. It's almost 22.30, time for New Year's resolutions. Oh, sorry. It's almost 22.30, time for New Year's resolutions. I know that some people think that resolutions are ambitious and that they won't even last a seven and a half milliseconds. (laughs) But I am zealous to stick to my six trillion resolutions this time. (laughs) Just you wait and amble. I'm liking it. This year, I promise to flick my (laughs) to flick my pickles every day. (laughs) I I am going to try very hard to be bewildered so that my body can feel chubby and plump. I'm going to I'm going to go to bed by high noon every night so that my body can get lots of rest. And I promise to cut back on the sparkling seltzer water in the mornings. <laughs> I just I need to eat lots of repugnant feces <laughs> and remember and remember to dumping at least two times per week. <laughs> <laughs> for the best results <laughs> I also want to organize sorry I also want to organize my whiskers and clean out the bondage room <laughs> it's going to be a unkempt task because that place is pitiful know that rash rashes are going to happen for me this year this is my year and wow. there you have it judges resolutions you know i know we came full circle we talked about at the beginning how we had resolutions but we hadn't figured them out yet i just found out mine i just need to make sure that i flick my pickles every day and i clean out the bondage room and i'm not really looking forward to that rash rashes part but i'm sure i can get some ointment or tonic for that you you can use that ointment or tonic when you're flicking your pickles too (laughs) Uh yeah yeah I could actually whatever whatever dillies your pickle I guess I really that was so pathetic <laughs> why get it dill dill I, yes okay. yes I get it we could also go with whatever pickles your cucumber right I think that this is foreshadowing you might have had too much fun last night and you might actually be a dad already like <laughs> because that was a very dad joke. I make lots of dad jokes because they're the only ones I can get away with at work. Well, there you have it, folks. We uh, we went through a Christmas and New Year's journey there. That was actually pretty fun. <laughs> All right. Well, now to top off this podgehodge holiday extravaganza palooza mad libs fiasco. You can't forget polka dots. Don't forget polka dots. And polka dots. We've got not just one, not just two, but four names of shame and four phrases of praise. Our gift to you all. In the spirit of giving, we're giving you some very stupid things to think (laughs) about at the end of the show. I mean, in fairness, we don't necessarily know who all we would need to give things for anyway. Because there's obviously so many. We we don't have a proper distribution list made out yet, but we love every single one of you. Single one of you. <laughs> we love the single. <laughs> Emphasis on the, <laughs> on the single, single and one. 
One is the loneliest number. But two can be as bad as one. That's our that's the that's the mantra we live for on this show. That's that's our theme song. The beat of our drum. But anyway, names of shame. Crow, hit me with what you got. Dead by daylight name. <clears throat> Nick eats fat frogs. Did he have a bio? You know, I don't think he did. That man needs him a bio. I would love to know the story. Overwatch name. Never not baked. Thematically similar Dead by Daylight name. Papa Dro 420. <laughs> yes, I love it when we coordinate these things. <laughs> and finally, fitting in with the theme of getting high and being baked. Portuguese Jew. <laughs> what the fuck? That's an Overwatch name. <laughs> We're very inclusive of all religions and beliefs. I mean, you don't know what a Portuguese Jew is like. They probably do the 420 and all the cool kid stuff. I would assume so. Papa Jewel. Jewel pod. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> phrase of praise. Let's, let's, let's move on to the phrase of praise. No, 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 no. For, phrases of praises. Phrases of praises. <laughs> <laughs> I like that better than phrases of praise. Yes. What do, what do you have for this? Well, I'm going to start off with a very unfortunate story. This made headline news, and I felt like it was phrase of praise worthy in spite of the tragedy that's going on. Um, Chris Brown faces up to six months in jail for owning a pet monkey. That was uh, That was trending on Twitter. And I'm not going to lie, this this probably says a little bit about my um, internal biases, but when I saw the name Chris Brown in jail, I immediately assumed he hit somebody. Well, it says for owning a pet monkey, maybe he hit the pet monkey too. No, I think owning a pet monkey has already gone too far. Throw him in the slammer, I say. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> All right, show me what you got. I don't remember the context for this, but we were we were playing Dead by Daylight and being stupid, as we typically are, and I told a very hilarious joke, and Crow didn't laugh at it, and it made me mad, so I said the following phrase that is now praiseworthy. You need to develop a sense of humor, you cuck. But you put a little added emphasis on the cuck part. You need to develop a sense of humor, you cuck. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was mad. You didn't laugh. <laughs> I'm laughing now. Kinda. Not enough, though. And please know that Podge Hodge fully endorses all cuck-related humor. First I heard of it. <laughs> we 50% approve it. <laughs> 50%. I don't know if it's even 50, to be honest. Part of me's interested. Part of me's a stranger. <clears throat> anyway. I want to be done. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> I want to uh, be done. Second phrase of praise. So, as Judge knows, I went to an extremely tiny school when I was growing up. And um, I played basketball. And my basketball coach was a uh, good down-home country boy. And he would always try to inspire us prior to our games. And most of the time, they were just fucking funny and during one i think it might have been homecoming i can't remember but during one game he said all right boys we got a steady lead over them let's do this let's shut them down let's go for the jugular and you know spirit of the holidays i i, I was just reminiscing on that and thought it would be worthwhile to share some of his little tidbits of knowledge to the world a man worth his weight in salt and that was a fairly hefty weight. Sorry, coach. <laughs> I'm just really sitting here reflecting and thinking of the wisdom that you just imparted to me. Just go for the jugular. Well, I don't know if I want to give context for this. I was thinking about all the tender disaster stories that crop themselves up in this beautiful cesspool of a world that we live in. 
And, well, I'm not sure if this is a thing. Crow assures me it's a thing, but I was pretty proud of myself. So I guess I'm I'm either going to be a copycat or I'm going to be an innovator here. But I was thinking we added a segment to the show where we show the worst Tinder dates, the worst Tinder bios and names, and we would call it Shiver Me Tinders. I was proud of that, but... Uh. Yeah, I know. Why do I hear a single one listener booing? <laughs> do you have any uh, names from these worst disasters? Arlandria. <laughs> I already forgot her middle name. <laughs> I think Arlandria will do us just fine. No, oh well. Well... It's the end of our holiday extravaganza, spectacular, spooftacular, polka-dotted polka. (laughs) And it's been great. I've had a lot of fun. I learned a lot about myself, a lot of introspection, a lot of retrospection. And I feel like only good things are going to come to us in the following year. Podge Hodge is going to grow. It's going to prosper. It's going to be like the little seed that sprouts into a beautiful dead sunflower. If that's not inspirational, Coach could take a few lessons from you. We've got big plans, big dreams, and big hopes for the show for the next year. We're glad that you're here. We hope you stick along for the ride. It's going to be a bumpy one, but it's going to be a fun one. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna make some interesting headway in the pod sphere. Mark my words, by September 26th at 22.30 o'clock... The world shall know Podge Hodge and everything it stands for. We stand on a pillar of greatness, a pillar of wonder, <laughs> a pillar, <laughs> a pillar. We stand on a pillar and by God, it's big enough for us too. And it's big enough for you single one listener and everyone else that's willing to join us on this beautiful pillar. We can scooch over and make some room. We've got... But- we don't, got, have a, we don't have a wide enough fan base for this to be a real concern right now. Come on up. This is a beautiful pillar. We've got we've got bean bags that have holes in them from buttware. We've got <laughs> half-eaten bags of popcorn. We've we've got everything you could possibly want. Justin and most Broyland, of all, notice us. Most of all, we have love. We have love for our fans. We have passion for you, and we have a Christmas spirit that prevails throughout every day of the year. So we heart you. We <laughs> get off the stage, old man. We made it to the end of our holiday extravagant. <laughs> You're just going to brush everything off. Congratulations. We made it to the end of our holiday extravaganza, spectacular, polka, polka-dotted, wonderful, bazoozle time. And it was a wonderful, bazoozle time, I assure you. I had a blast. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about you and your Freudian slips that aren't so Freudian. I learned a lot about the spirit of giving that Christmas imparts upon us all. I learned about New Year's and how my resolutions weren't in sync with my real resolutions. And, you know, I'm going to make sure that I follow my heart and follow that Mad Libs that you so wonderfully wrote out for me throughout this show. And, you know, Crow... I really am looking forward to what we have in store for the next year. I think that Podchodge is going to be bigger than life soon. Everyone's going to know about it. We're going to be all over the screens. We're going to be wild, wet and wild, nude, <laughs> all over the, all over Streaking the internet. our way through Times Square. <laughs> Steve Harvey said he's going to do that next year. I figured he could do some company. It's going to be a great great time we've got a lot of interesting ideas in the pipeline that'll be coming to you in the coming months coming weeks coming days coming minutes coming milliseconds you're going to have new ideas being swarming at you before this episode's even over you're not even know what to do with it but (laughs) my point being go 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 sip on your eggnog (laughs) this is the judge 
signing out. Happy 2019. We'll see you in the void. This is the crow signing out. We will see you in the mist, bitches. Rock it up.